Hello and welcome back to the Equipped Man Podcast, the podcast where we explore what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wance. All right, guys, I hope you've been having a good week, good times. Uh, it is, for those that, that are listening live-ish, uh, it is now February, so 2023 marches on. Things are going pretty good here at the fort, so let's just go ahead and dive into this week's episode. So this week, I want to talk about Samuel, uh, more specifically kind of young Samuel, how he grew up. Uh, a lot of people know the story. Uh, eventually, he anoint, you know, listened to God, anointed uh, David as the, the future king of Israel, uh, also marked out Saul as, as the king of Israel uh, due to the, the people of Israel basically begging God that they wanted a king to be like the other people. But for this episode, I wanted to mostly focus on young Samuel, um, his, his part of his childhood and, and development, mostly his uh, one, one of the what I feel is kind of the key elements of his, his childhood that kind of was real defining moments of, of who of, of how it made Samuel Samuel. And, and so I, what I wanted to do is, yeah, just look at look at that and, and what can we learn from that episode in his life. So as many people know, uh, basically I'm looking at uh, first couple of few chapters of first Samuel and his mother, Hannah was, was wanting a child, was hoping for a child, uh, begged and pleaded to God and prayed uh, in the temple for a child. And, and she basically promised the Lord, if you give me a child, if you give me a male child, I will give him to you. So, what happened was the priest thought she was drunk in her praying because she was praying so fearful, you know, so, so fervently that eventually she became pregnant and she did have a son. She named him Samuel. And then to follow on with her promise, she gifted the boy to Eli, the chief priest uh, at the time of Israel. And it said in the Bible that, uh, she she didn't want to she didn't want to give him up until he was weaned. Uh, I looked it up and weaned uh, back then. You know, it, it's mostly you know once you're like off milk and and so on and so forth. But back then, weaning was anywhere from as early as uh, eighteen months old up to five years old. Uh, in some cases, in in the ancient times, uh, it was up to nine years old was weaned from your mother. So it's, it's not like she, it's not like Hannah was just dropping a baby off to Eli, the chief priest, you know, she was, she was delivering a a boy, you know, a a child, you know, so if you were to think about some, you know, a a boy like getting ready to enter kindergarten these days, you know, so, so this boy was able to do things on his own, you know, so Samuel was, wasn't just a, a helpless little infant or even an, an, a, a helpless toddler, you know, he could, he could walk, he could talk, he could dress himself. So it wasn't just, you know, I, I think so often it's like once he's weaned, you know, maybe off of like breast milk, but it's like, it is, it's like, you're dropping this kid off to the chief priest. And what is, what does that look like? So I, I think that kind of helps with realizing that, you know, you're, you're dropping your, you're dropping your son off and it's, it's, 
you know, Samuel was old enough where he could learn. He could he could start learning the trade, so to speak, of being a priest in the temple. And that's that's what he did. And and Eli, as an old man, as as a father already, um, he taught this young boy how to be a priest, how to take care of things around the temple, how to do things, you know, the daily chores and all that. And then also uh, at the time, Eli's own sons had become corrupt. And so they were starting to do things that were considered sinful in, in, the, in the eyes of the Lord. And the, the people in the town knew it. You know, they, the people in the town knew that these, these men were corrupt and that they were doing things against the word of the Lord in order to satisfy themselves. Um, you know, the, the example, one of the examples that, that is given in the Bible is they would take the choice cuts of meat um, that were meant for an offer, uh, for an offering to the Lord, they would take it for themselves for their own table. Um, and, and even before it was, was even boiled, um, they would take it before it would even, was even kind of processed, if you will, for the sacrifice. Um, so again, these, these men were, you know, using their position for, for benefiting themselves. They had become corrupt. They had become selfish and this is what Samuel saw um, pretty much on a daily. You know, he, he knew this was going on. You know, Eli, to a degree, knew this was going on, but his sons wouldn't listen. Um, you know, the, the story goes that, you know, God basically cursed, cursed the boys and, and cursed Eli that, that no man of his line would, would live to old age. But again, back to Samuel, he knew this was going on. He saw this happening. He knew this was wrong. And he stayed faithful. Um, so he, he really knew what, what God wanted. He, he knew that, that this was corrupt, and so he stayed away from it. He stayed, he stayed on the straight and narrow. So, you know, again, it's, it's knowing that that integrity. It's knowing that what, you know, you, you know, what's right, you know, what's, what's just. And he did not get involved in, in that he did not, uh, succumb to the corruption, um, and selfishness that he saw around him. And he stuck true to what he was called to. And that kind of brings me to, uh, sort of the main point of what I was going to, what I wanted to really highlight in this is, in chapter three, it talks about how, you know, it's late at night. Everybody had pretty much gone to sleep. The, the, the lights were going dim or the candles and the lamps were going dim. And all of a sudden Samuel hears a voice and he gets up, runs to Eli. Hey, I'm here. Eli's like, go back to bed. I didn't call you. What are you talking about? Goes back to bed. Hears the voice again gets up, runs to Eli. Eli's like, that wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and it happens a third time. And Eli realizes that I think this is what's happening, you know? And so he said, I think God is trying to contact you or trying to, trying to speak to you, go back to bed. And when you hear this again, say, speak, your servant is listening. And so he does and the Lord basically speaks to him and says that you're going to be a man of God. And, 
you know, the, these great things are going to happen uh, through you for Israel. So it, it's kind of what I want to say is, you know, there's there's a lot of times when we might hear the word of, you know, we might hear the voice of God and we don't know what to listen for. You know, sometimes we, we don't know is it's, it's always that question of, is, is that God? Is that me? Is that the enemy? Uh, you know, I heard it once say that the God, you know, God, the devil and myself all have the same voice and to a degree it's true. Um, you know, so it's, it's hard to realize when, when we're being called out versus when we're being tempted versus when we're just daydreaming. So, but, but it is, but Samuel, Samuel said, you know, speak, I'm listening. You know, he, he, Eli realized what was going on and told Samuel, this is how you need to respond so that you can respond to the Lord. And I think we all need to take that step. I think we all need to take, take that time to find that peace, to find that quiet. Um, you know, it, it kind of comes back to, to reading the word of God and, you know, when we, when we read and when we pray, we get to know God better. We get to have that relationship better of, so when we do hear a voice in our head, we have a better idea of, you know, yes, this is something God would say versus no, this isn't something God would say. Uh, kind of funny story is, is recently two, two separate stories, but within the same couple few days, both my kids, you know, something was going on in their lives and, and they didn't always make the best choice in that situation. And, and both of them almost verbatim said, I knew what you were going to say before you said it. Um, and then I, I jokingly said to my wife later was, you know, I, I love that our kids want to, you know, they know what we're going to say. I just wish they would listen before they did it. So, that was kind of my funny takeaway from that event, but it's, it's the same with us. You know, if our, our kids know, our kids know what we're going to say and, and how we're going to respond because there's, there's that relationship there. There's, there's history. You know, we, we've had the conversations, we've had similar conversations, you know, all this stuff has gone on where they know our voice when we pray and when we read the Bible, we get to know the voice of our heavenly father. We get to know the voice of God. And so that's what we get to do. Um, I forget where it is, but I know even Jesus mentioned, you know, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, you know, that, that even though many people, many shepherds might be calling sheep, the sheep that belong to that shepherd they know those sheep know his voice. They know the shepherd's voice. You know, Jesus is our shepherd, you know, as Christians, as believers, Jesus is our shepherd. So therefore we should know his voice. If we don't, but if we don't take the time to listen, if we don't take the time to learn, uh, if we don't take the time to, to pause and rest and, and kind of seek him out, uh, 
then we're never going to, you know, then we're not going to hear his voice. You know, if we've got so much noise going on in our own heads, if we've got so much noise going on around us, then we're not going to have the opportunity to hear that voice. You know, I, I, I know a lot of times people think that a word from God is going to be like some great big booming voice coming down from the mountain because, you know, we, we read about that. That's what happened on Mount Sinai when, when God gave the, the Ten Commandments and, and met Israel after they came out from out of, Israel, out of Egypt. And as, as awesome as that would be, you know, as many people have I talked to, that is an extremely rare thing. Um, it's, it's rare for people to have that booming voice experience. Um, but again, it would be, it would be super cool. It would be awesome. Um, but know that for the most part, it's not going to happen. You know, a majority of the time, a word from God is, is going to be a still small voice. Um, or it's, it's going to be a word of advice from, from a pastor, from a friend, from a spouse, uh, even from your child, possibly your parent, you know, God is going to use the, the, the people around us to, to speak to us. Um, God is going to use those, those quiet times, um, where we're listening for him while we're waiting for him. You know, that's, that's when God, I think, I, I think, I think this is just me, no theology training, but I think those, those are the moments when God is going to use to, to talk to us, you know, those, those times when, when we're, we're constant, you know, concentrating on him, focusing on him, meditating, if you will. Um, you know, those times when we're, we're taking time out of our day to pause and, and focus on what needs to be focused on, you know, when, when we're, searching out for what God wants in our lives. You know, that's, that's when he's going to talk to us. So I, I think that's what, that's what we need to do. That's what we get to do. You know, I, I know I've been guilty of it at times of, you know, I, I just, I want something to happen now, or, you know, I, I want, I want an answer to my prayers in, in, in my time, you know, and, and, and sometimes I'm not the best at being patient on God, um, even though he even though he knows the best timing for all of us. And and I know that I need to take the time and, and pause and listen and just wait. You know, what 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 is waiting look like? What is waiting on the Lord look like? And that's that's what we get to figure out because it's it's different for everybody. Um, I do know that for the most part, uh, or I should say at, at sometimes, maybe, maybe a lot of times, uh, waiting on the Lord does not look like just sitting on the couch. Um, you know, you, we want to do stuff. We want to, we want to take steps. Um, you know, again, if, if you're, if you, if you're called to do something, um, you know, take steps towards doing that, take steps towards self-improvement, take steps towards learning and training, um, so that you are ready to be used when, when it's time to get used. 
So that's that's what we get to do. You know, that's that's what we get to do in the in the waiting times while we're we're waiting for that still small voice or when we're waiting for the fulfillment of that still small voice. And so it is. It's it's what do we do in those times? You know, Samuel took the time to learn, to grow, um, to stay faithful, to stay faithful to, to Eli, stay faithful to the, you know, the word of God and to God and his, his temple. And that's what he did. You know, eventually, you know, that he did go on to be a, a great prophet and he, he went on to anoint Kings and that's, that's what he did. But at this time before, before he was even a man, what did he do? What did he learn? What can we learn from this story? You know, I, again, I, I think that's where this comes into listening to that still small voice or, or listening for the still small voice. You know, we, we always want to learn. We always want to learn the voice of God. We always want to learn what is, what is it that God is going to want from us? What is it that God wants from the world? Um, you know, it, and it is, that's, that's what I'm trying to learn. I know that's what we're all trying to learn in this of what does, what does listening to God or listening for God sound like or look like rather, um, it is, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's training, it's reading, it's taking steps to, to better yourself. You know, like even with this, it's, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I I'm, I'm guessing here. Um, I know that, I know that I'm not a beginner at this, but I know that I'm not advanced. So I'm, I'm trying to dig out. What does this mean? What, what does this mean for me? What, what does living like, like a man of God look like and sound like and feel like to me? Um, and I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm taking steps to try to improve. Uh, I'm taking steps to to get help. But ultimately, I I don't know where this is going to go. Ultimately, I don't I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the journey, um, or even you know, ten steps down the journey down the road. I I heard it once explained, you know that. Yes, there's that that verse that talks about, you know, the Lord is is a lamplight to our path, you know, and and if you look at some of the old lamps or, you know, if you think about just like a candle, especially out in the woods when it's really dark at night, um, you know, you're far away from the city so there's no light pollution. A candle or a small lamp does not provide much light. You know, at, at best you can only see one maybe two steps in front of you. And that's, that's what, that's what the Lord is. That's what the Lord is for us. When we're walking this path, when we're walking this journey, that's all we can see at, you know, we can only see one to two steps ahead of us. And, and the Lord is saying, trust me. And so we get to take steps knowing that he's going to illuminate our path, that, that he's got the best path laid out for us. So we, we kind of, I know it's crazy, you know, they talk about, you know, walking out by faith, but it really is 
you're walking up by faith. You know, Hannah, when she gave up her son, she didn't know what was going to do or what was going to happen. How many, how many of us dads, you know, if we said, you know, God, I really, I really want a son. Um, and, and if you give me a son, I'm going to give him up to you. And how many of us could do that? I don't, I don't know if I could. I I love my son. I love God. I don't know if I could give up my son, um, you know, and only see him once in a while knowing that he's serving God. I don't know. I, I've never been, I've, I've never had that challenge laid to me. Uh, so I don't, I don't know hundred percent how I would respond, but I, I don't know if I could do it. Um, you know, in the, in the Bible, it, this between, between Hannah giving up Samuel and Abraham almost giving up Isaac, you know, not many stories in the Bible say how a parent just gave up their kid or almost gave up their kid. So that's, that's a huge thing. And I don't, I don't know if I could do it. Um, but Hannah did. Hannah did, knowing that Eli and ultimately God was going to raise her son. Um, and she hadn't really had, you know, I, I don't even remember any like promises that God made to Hannah. Um, I know Eli, as the priest, basically said, you know, because of your faith, you know, let the Lord grant your prayers, you know, something along those lines. But it wasn't like a, you know, hey, if you if you give up your son to God, then you're going to be blessed and and fertile for the rest of your days. Um. So yeah, how how do you how do you do that? How do you do that in your brains? You know, for for all the dads out there, how do you just say, yep. My firstborn is going to the church. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my firstborn to the church so that they can they can learn to be pastors and priests and um I'll see them maybe once a year. Man. Uh yeah. How how do you respond to that? Um I don't know. But yeah. So that's that's walking by faith. This is walking by faith. Knowing that God, that, that Jesus is our shepherd, knowing that he is the voice that, that we get to learn and trust and that he is our shepherd and we get to follow him. And when we have those moments, when we listen for that still small voice, knowing that it's not always, that, that it will rarely be a big booming voice when we listen for his voice and we hear it and we say, your servant is here. I'm listening. That's, that's what we get to do. You know, I, I've had moments where I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I'll listen or I don't know what to do, but I'll take a step. And sometimes that's all we need to do. We just need to take that step because that one step is going to help snowball and it's going to help snowball things into motion. You know, it's it's going to start that momentum going. Um, I I also like to say that you know if you if you're taking steps, if you're if you're moving, 
then it's easier for God to steer you if you're moving versus if you're just sitting still. So that's it. Um, First Samuel chapter three. What do we do when we hear that small voice? What do we hear when we hear, you know, what do we do when we hear the voice of God calling us to do greater things or to do things, you know, even if it's just to do things, we're doing things for God. So what do we do? How does that look? I, th- I think I've answered it. I think I've answered it to a, to a point. Um, we'll see. Hope you guys have a great week. Stay fit. Be well. Be well.